Inbold Claudio is the founder of Like-Minded Collective, a social media platform for dreamers, creators, and female founders to build personal relationships and amplify their business. This episode, you will learn how to build your business using influencer marketing, networking and collaboration, as well as how to build a social community. I was completely floored by the platforms that were out there because they wanted to charge me like $500 a month to use them. And I was a small candle company. Um, They had minimum requirements for number of employees when it was just me. So I felt like there was a massive gap where underrepresented and small businesses, nano and micro influencers were being overlooked. So I wanted to create a platform for the millions of people that were in my shoes. So that's kind of how I got started. What made you start the candle company? Um, so my husband and I, before we were married, we were like, you know, let's just start a business, um, to make some extra money, like travel money or rent money. I had a full-time job. He was in the military and, um, we kind of got on the idea of candles, which is funny because I maybe bought like two candles my whole entire life. (laughs) Um, but we wanted to make sure (laughs) it's very strange. Um, we wanted to make sure that they were all natural, non-toxic, very clean, Um, and so we kind of, it took six months of trial and error, but we learned how to make candles. We started this candle company. Um, it was very easy, I should say in quotes, because I was in an area that I built a huge network of people. I used to work in the restaurant industry. I had lots of friends in the fitness industry. So I had a lot of people that would willingly support me and loved my candles. Um, so it was nice. And then three months later, we got stationed somewhere else. So I had to rebuild, but it was, um, it was awesome starting that and learning how to run a business on my own. And being a military wife, it was kind of like, did you think to yourself, okay, I'm going to be moving a lot. I'm going to be going all all around the place. I need to kind of be online and be able to sell to people wherever they are, regardless of my locale. Cause you said when you got re re is it restations stations? I don't know. I don't know the correct term. Just station. Yeah. When, When you got stationed, uh, you, you lost that, that network of people you had or that, you know, that kind of foundation of, of customers. So you kind of moved online. And like you said, you were, you were struggling to find ways to market other than going through bigger agencies that were charging you, you know, an arm and a leg that you weren't really able to pay at the time. Yeah. So for about a year and a half, I was doing a lot of in-person shows. So farmers markets, like three day shows all over the place. And that's where I kind of built my base. And those people still order from me. Um, I made sure to create a website first and foremost, so that even if somebody bought my candle once, they knew where they can go to reorder. And that's kind of how I started to build. Um, I've never really done any marketing. Um, I didn't end up doing influencer marketing. I, I think I've given away maybe like 10 candles um, to influencers and it just hasn't really worked out for me. Um, I think candles are a little difficult because you need to be able to smell them mm-hmm. and you need somebody to really explain the essence of the candle. Yeah. Um, but everything has been word of mouth, um, ordering online and yeah, just really through my Instagram has been huge. And what was it like building your Instagram for, you know, for the people out there that might be doing a similar thing to you right now? So going to farmers markets and a lot of in-person stuff, were you constantly saying, hey, follow my Instagram and, and all that kind of stuff? How were you incentivizing people to 
follow you on Instagram? Yeah, this is actually a really funny story. Um, so I created my Instagram and I had, this is before I had any experience in like social media, really. Like I had a personal one, but it wasn't curated or anything like that. But I knew this girl um, through some mutual friends. We've been friends for a while and she was a branding expert. So I reached out to her. I said, Hey, can I like buy you a drink? I would love to have, you know, pick your brain for a little bit. And I told her about my Instagram, my new business and all that. And we sat down and the first thing she told me was, do you want me to be nice? Or do you want me to be honest? I'm guessing (laughs) you chose honest. I want you to be honest. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, of course. Um, I want you to be honest. And she said, you need to delete your whole Instagram and start over. And she gave me pointers on how to start building. Um, And essentially it was making your aesthetic really, you know, aligned to your brand and creating content that was meaningful Mm -hmm. for, you know, your uh, followers and engagement and reaching out to people. So she gave me those, you know, very quick pointers and I scratched my Instagram completely and I started over and it was very important for me a few things to never buy followers, to never buy likes, because you can do that as well, just to be very organic and authentic with my followers, um, regardless of if I had 10 or now I have like 3,000. But every person matters, you know? I think everybody's always chasing like more followers. But if you really create content for your existing followers, it just comes off so much better. Um, and people resonate with that. So yeah, everywhere I went, I was like, Hey, let me follow you. Let me follow you. Let me do collaborations, um, with other, uh, small businesses. So like, I'm actually doing one this weekend, um, with a jewelry company and uh, a facial serum company. So just find people that you're aligned with, um, and do giveaways. Giveaways is a huge way to gain followers, um, in the, in an organic way. Yeah. And and through building this kind of organic audience, do you find that people are more interactive or, you know, kind of a lot more kind of willing to post stuff when they do buy stuff? They kind of go, oh, I love these candles from Inbound. I don't even know the name of the company yet, but, you know, I love these candles. They smell amazing. You should buy them. And they're kind of doing your marketing for you type thing. Yeah. And that's the goal. So the company is called Goldwick. Um, we infuse all the candles with real gold. So it shimmers really beautifully when it melts, um, just to kind of a way to set us apart a little bit. So yeah, people love the gold. They love the melted shimmer. Um, and so we get people tagging us all the time and, you know, sharing with their followers, sharing with their friends and family. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been nice to kind of have that, helping us out (laughs) and and then through building your own candle company you then decided to kind of dive deeper into the skills that you kind of unconsciously built and and put them out to the world through your company called like-minded collective yes so talk me through what it's like to build like-minded collective yeah it was definitely a huge learning curve because it's a tech startup and i have no tech experience um So I started, I came up with the idea when my daughter was three months old and I started working on it when she was six months and now she's almost three. (laughs) So, um, I launched about, I launched two, about two years after starting to build. Um, I hired a developer 
which was an issue in and of itself, like a whole fiasco because I'm bootstrapping. So I, I initially talked to a bunch of developers and they basically gave me a range between $5,000 and a hundred thousand dollars of how much it's going to take to build what I want. Mm. And stupid me, I went with the cheapest one. Um, definitely learned my lesson in doing that, but they outsourced it overseas and it was just so many issues as far as me correcting grammar language. Um, there was a huge language barrier. There was a time difference. So any issue that I had, it would take about three days to get an answer for. They got me about 60% of the way. And then I said, you know, this is obviously not working. We need to part ways. Um, and at that time I was pregnant with my second daughter Um, so there was a lot going on, but I took about two months to interview new developers and, um, I found one that didn't code in the language that I needed, but he could manage it for me. So I told him my issues with the previous one and he said, don't worry, we're not going to outsource it. Everything is going to be done in the U S. And so he hired this guy in the U S and that person outsourced it. So he, I was in the same situation as I was before and it was like deja vu and the guy felt horrible and we had to kind of start over um, and he found somebody else. And so that person was less experienced, but got me 90% of the way. And he got me basically to my MVP and we launched um, with that product, but with the help of a different developer. So I took another month and I found instead of a, project manager, I found a developer myself. Um, I felt like I was confident enough in what I was talking about. And I knew enough to where I could work directly with a developer now. And it's been the most incredible experience because I have this guy, he is so skilled. He lives in the US. We talk every single day, like constantly. He um, helps me with things that other people tell me take an hour. He does in five minutes. So he's there for bug fixes. He's there for revisions. Um, so the developer was the biggest issue for me. We had like six launch delays because of that. Um, but we launched two and a half months ago and yeah, I mean, back to answer your question, it was hiring a branding agency to create, you know, Branding, value propositions, logos, colors, fonts, all that. Um, and just started kind of building a community on uh, Instagram, on my new Instagram, uh, to kind of cater to the small businesses, to the nano influencers who didn't feel like anybody wanted to work with them. And so I wanted to really make sure that they knew that although they're small, they're a small company, they're a small brand, but they can do collaborations. They can build their brand. They can get paid for their content. Um, and what they have to say matters. So we started building that community. It was one of those type of things where you were, I guess, scratching your own itch, where you were like, I have a company that's quite small, but I want to do collaborations. Okay, I've got a few collaborations coming up, but you want to be able to connect those dots for other people. Exactly. Exactly. And it I mean, it is super selfish the way that I've built this company because it is for myself. Um, Along the way, like I was saying, I had no tech experience and it's a very male-dominated industry. I started to reach out to women that I came across either on Facebook groups or Clubhouse. And 
um, they were giving me incredible insight and I would meet other women who were in my shoes as well. And we would do zooms and I would leave the zoom like on cloud nine, Mm. like so motivated and inspired, um, that I wanted to bring that aspect onto the platform as well. So it kind of shifted, um, from an influencer marketing platform to a social community. Um, and that way there's influencers, there's brands, but there's also podcast hosts where the brands and the influencers can, you know, find podcasts to be on or web designers, branding agencies, virtual assistants, um, tech startup founders, aspiring entrepreneurs. So just really a female founder focused community where people can come to be supported. So we do in-person, um, like Zooms, um, masterminds, presentations, seminars, brainstorming sessions. It's all on this platform um, that really is just meant for connecting. Yeah. And, and the main part of connecting with people is obviously, you know, not only to get something from them, but to, to serve them. So for you, when you first started, you know, networking with people and getting to know the people that you were kind of working with or wanting to work for type thing, how would you introduce yourself? How would you come up to me? Like, hi, I'm Inbell. I sell candles. Or hi, I'm Inbell. I'm starting this thing. Like, how would you go about it? And where would you find these people? You know, I know you said Facebook groups, but how are you even finding the groups? Yeah, I'm still kind of learning that. Um, but before I even um, launched, I wanted to reach out to people. So exactly like you said, I would just message them like, hi, you know, my name is Imbal. This is the problem that I've had as a small business owner. And I'm building this platform that's very inclusive and affordable. Um, Would you be interested in finding out more? Or I'm launching in about three months. I'd love to be, you know, to offer you a free membership as one of my founding members. And I got a lot of positive response. Like, oh my gosh, I've been looking for something like this. So thank you so much for creating something like this. And it not only validated what I was doing, but it also helped me build my community. Um, as far as the Facebook groups, I started searching female founders, female tech founders, female founder communities. Um, I started connecting with people on LinkedIn. I I posted a ton on my personal page. Like, this is what I'm building. This is what I'm looking for. So people started connecting me. Um I got a message from this guy who I used to know in high school um, through our youth group. And he was like, hey, Inbal, is this a good connection for you? And it was this woman who is the community relations manager for a female founder community. And I was like, yes, thank you so much. Connect me. Um, So I truly believe in just screaming out loud to everybody and everybody what you're doing. Because you don't know who can help you. You don't know who can connect you to like the most amazing asset to your business, your potential co-founder. Um, you don't know the connections that people have. So everything about my platform is giving and receiving. So we love connecting. We love networking with people. Like, how can I help you? What issues are you having today that I can help you with? Um, and so it's just built like genuine connections between people. Um, like I said, through um, mutual friends, through Facebook groups. Um, Clubhouse has also been a very big asset for me. Um, Just networking and sharing. Um, I created a room myself for female founders. So I bring a co-host every every week. 
Um, we talk about branding, imposter syndrome, mental health, um, all those things. So it sounds so overwhelming because there's so many platforms, but my suggestion would be to just start in areas that you enjoy. So if you love Instagram, start to kind of look on Instagram and find female founders that you can connect with and say like, Hey, I'm starting a business. I would love to pick your brain for 20 minutes. Do you have like a spare 20 minutes? Um, start to build those relationships and then kind of venture out to different platforms as you become comfortable with one. And you mentioned that you help other people to deal with things like imposter syndrome and mental health. And I'm curious, have you ever suffered with imposter syndrome yourself? So I am not the expert. I am the expert at bringing experts in. (laughs) So um, I had somebody yesterday. um, We do masterminds three times a month through the platform. And she walked us through like an incredible hour of just mental health awareness and conversation. And it was amazing. Um, I have one of my girlfriends who I met through the platform she lives in Canada and she's a very successful tech startup founder. She's now a business consultant and she talked about imposter syndrome. Um, so it's, I think everybody goes through imposter syndrome and I, I go through it almost every single day <laughs> where I'm like, what am I doing? I, I talk to my husband about this all the time. Like, what am I doing? Like, how am I in this space? I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm not a tech founder. I'm a mom of two girls. You know, I don't even know like how to take my business to the next level. And then I get on calls. I mean, he validates me, obviously, you know, he loves what I'm doing and he believes in it, but I get on calls with people like yesterday I'm doing market research and she's like, Oh my gosh, like you have an incredible platform. This is, you need to get this out to everybody because people need to know about it. And it's times like that, that I'm just like, yes, I am doing the right thing. I do know what I'm doing. I just need to push forward. Um, so it's very difficult as a business owner. I think we go through that quite often. Yeah. And and imposter syndrome is also something that I think general day-to-day people suffer from, but especially with entrepreneurship where you're, you know, you're taking a big bet on yourself. And the the one thing about that is it can take quite a massive toll on you. Like you, you just said, you're a mother of two. And so to, be running and to start running a business, two businesses at the same time, that must have had you know quite an effect on you because, like you said, your husband's in the military, so he's away. You know, he's being sent away on on missions. I don't know what the correct term is. Deployed. There we go. Deployment. Yeah, he's being yeah. he's being deployed. You're here <laughs> with the two kids running these businesses. Like, how, how do you keep it all together? Yeah. Um, so he got out of the military in June. He's all done. Um, now he works for a defense technology company. So he still travels overseas. Um, he's actually gone right now. He's like four to six weeks at a time. So it's not six months, which is fine. But to be completely honest, I have the most incredible tribe. Um, I live seven minutes away from my parents and they help so much. Um, we have a nanny that comes uh, like three hours a day. Um in between my daughter's two naps. So that helps tremendously, but I go through very low times as well, where I feel like I may get emotional, but you're trying to do it all Mm. and it's just impossible, (laughs) you know? So 
I could sit in front of my computer for 24 hours a day and work, and I would be perfectly fine with that. However, I have a two and a half year old that needs me. I have an 11 month old that needs me. I myself need to be around my girls and it just takes a toll. So, and I'm not really sleeping well because I have an 11 month old who wakes up a few times a night. Um, but as of this week, actually, I started prioritizing fitness back into my life. I used to work out every single day and it was like my happy place. Um, so started prioritizing that for myself and I started scheduling that. Um, so I worked out yesterday, I'm going today and I'm going Friday and it just, it brings out those endorphins, serotonin, just that, that happy drug, um, that really helps me, you know, just in life in general, I think. Um, so that's how I take care of myself (laughs) and how I do it. I have an amazing team. And, um, when my husband's home, he's very, um, hands-on and helps in any way he can. Um, so yeah, that's how I do it. (laughs) So so much like your business, you have your own personal kind of support team of people that kind of jump in and jump out at at the times that you need them. So for you building stuff, stuff for females is really important. How do you kind of approach the the kind of idea of getting equality in the working world for for women how how are you kind of seeing that can be a possibility or something that that we should be doing yeah um that's a very good question and i think just by making women feel empowered um i only have positive words on my Instagram. I talk about my, the women on the platform all the time. I praise them. Um, it's all about just making them feel like they're badasses and they are, um, they're doing incredible stuff. So I think when you make somebody feel like they're on top of the world, that's how they're going to act. So, um, I try to, you know, bring on everybody in my, um, on my team, um, except for my developer is a woman. And I try to really, some of them are military spouses as well. That's important for me. Um, so yeah, just really rooting, rooting people on. I think that once they have that in their head, they can, they feel like they can do anything. And and how do you empower these women? I'm curious. So everything is through like our masterminds and networking events. So like I said, like if somebody, like we have one of the women, she's launching a podcast tomorrow. So, you know, having, make sure that she brings that up in our networking events, like making sure that she puts the website on there so people can follow her. And then I shouted her out on Instagram and um, just things like that, where, you know, sending people her way that I think would be great guests on her podcast. Um, so that's just one example. There is somebody who, um, the business coach, she's launching a, like a notebook that she's just so passionate about. And I bought one and I shouted it out again on Instagram and just making sure that everybody, you know, tries to connect and follow with one another. Um, I think it's just as simple as that. It doesn't take too much. I think just being genuinely supportive of people and excited for people, um, goes a long way. Yeah. And building these networks is, is important because like you said that, you know, you didn't have a tech background all you could find was, you know, other men in tech type thing, and they might not be able to, I wouldn't say 
I, I'd rather say the fact that, you know, you, you might come at things one way and they might come at things another way. And realistically, you know, the, the communications might break down to the point where it's like, okay, we can't work together. Whereas if it was, you know, two women, they might be able to come to a different conclusion or, you know, just, just give each other opportunities that, you know, that a man might not give because, you know, they think, oh, me and Steve, we go to the bar every week and we drink like this and do like that. But it's like, realistically, you know, Sally might be actually better at the job type thing. Yeah. And I don't, exclude anybody from the platform there's men on there i don't want the people on the platform deserve to connect to the best possible person whether that be a man or a woman my thing with women is that the conversations are different when there's just women in the room Mm. they may be more inclined to get emotional um they may be more inclined to open up about um an imposter syndrome situation that they dealt with Um, and just the conversations are different. I have taken tons of advice from men. Um, my dad is a software engineer, so he's helped me out a lot. Um, I think men are incredibly valuable and I wait, I think that the way they think, um, is also a huge asset to businesses. Um, which is why I have my developer. I thought he was the best fit, regardless of whether or not he was a man or a woman. Um, but like I said, I think the conversations when people are trying to open up, um, and be vulnerable and really talk about their business and ask for help. I think sometimes it's better around women. Yeah. And for you, when you're kind of leading these talks or bringing in experts, how do you kind of choose the right experts for, you know, the right times? Or is it like you kind of let the community decide? I'm, I'm just wondering how you, you pick the people that, you know, that you let lead the groups or lead the certain sessions that you have. Yeah, that's a good question. So I had no idea what I was doing in the beginning. And I just kind of posted in a Facebook group, like, hey, um, I'm starting a mastermind and would love, you know, if anybody's interested, um, please reach out. And I had such an amazing turnout of people that were interested. Um, so I started to just individually reach out. And this is how I made a lot of friends. Mm. Um, we got on a Zoom. They told me what their superpower was, what industry they um, excel in, and what they like to talk about. And we kind of strategically planned where we would go. So our first one was in February. And so we did finance, like finances was the first one that we did just because it's essential. In my opinion, we're doing another one later in May. So every three months, I kind of want to touch on some sort of finance, like Hannah's coming in and she's talking about how to um, set up taxes as a small business owner. So when tax season comes around, you can just send off your paperwork, not have to stress about it, not have to worry about it and just get everything planned out. Um, and then I just kind of start to fizzle in different, um, different industries. So like a branding agency for one, um, web design, somebody's going to talk about sales. Um, May is mental health awareness month. So yesterday we had Becky talking about, um, mental health and business and burnout and how to deal with that. Um, so it just kind of depends on a availability, or be um, like what month it is or what's going on, the time of the year, things like that. 
So you have like a, a kind of set more loosely set schedule that you kind of stick to and you keep following through over time and stuff like that. But you, you spent such a long time like building all of this and, you know, growing it. How do you kind of see yourself getting from, you've got from zero to one, how do you get from like one to a hundred? Like what's the, what's the long-term vision for your collective or your, your social marketplace? Um, so I'm still learning. Um, I just launched almost three months ago, I guess three months ago, um, a couple days ago. So like I said, the transition from the influencer marketing space to the social community has been a huge leap just because the value propositions are different. The messaging is different. People have been coming to my website and they're like, what are you exactly? (laughs) So, um, at the moment, I'm redoing my homepage, which is probably going to launch in about 10 days. And then I'm going to start doing Facebook ads again, um, just reaching out to people. So because the platform caters to so many different people, so there's influencers, brands, service providers, and founders, that I have to kind of go in stages. So influencers um, are going to be first. And then I have about 400 of them already. Um, And then I'll reach out to small brands and businesses and offer them, you know, you get 10 days free on the platform just to check it out if it's a good fit. And then I'll kind of reach out to the service providers. So I'm doing a lot on Facebook groups where I'll post questions. Um, For example, um, what are some pros and cons to other female communities that you've been a part of. And I'll start that conversation. Um, Sometimes if the person's giving a lot of information, I'll ask for them to hop on a Zoom with me just because I want to find out more information. And I want to try to create the best possible platform um, for everybody in the female founder community. So um, that's kind of how I'm starting to grow. Um, Just once my homepage is launched, we're going to start Facebook ads again. And I think that's going to be very beneficial. And and for you, growing through Facebook ads kind of works better than, you know, the, the kind of direct outreach that you started doing in the beginning. It's, it's a way to cast a bigger net type thing. Yeah. So the business model currently, you can create a profile for free, businesses or influencers, And essentially, you can create a profile. So the way the platform works is you can create a profile, you can search based on different criteria, you can message directly on the platform people that come up. And we have a community feed. So you can post anything on there, you can post questions, you can post um, giveaways, you can introduce yourself, you can post collaborations, um, job opportunities, anything like that. So if you create a free account, you can create a profile for free and you can respond to messages, but you can't utilize 80% of the platform. So the Facebook ads are really catered to the free influencers or the free businesses, people that just, I just want to bring them in to experience the platform. And then my personal outreach are to people that I would eventually want to pay. Um, So I can create a deeper connection with them and like really get to know about their business, see if their business would even be a good fit um, and explain to them the benefits of the platform and kind of create more of a relationship 
Um, so it's slower, but it's more meaningful because I get to know them, <laughs> you know? So if, if we're having a conversation and they're like, yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. I just launched my business. Um, I'm really struggling with social media though. Like I would love some social media help. And I'm like, you know what? I have like three people that I could email you, social media managers or content creators, VAs that you could reach out to. So that's kind of how I utilize both ends where it's the really personal outreach and then also the Facebook ad that's very impersonal, but gets the job done. And for you, much like your Instagram page where you built this organic audience of people that are engaged and you know actually want to be involved with your content, is it the same with with the group like how do you keep people engaged in the group because i think that the hardest part with some platforms is is keeping people engaged in the platform signing them on is is yes the hardest part but keeping them engaged and using the platform is also one of the harder parts especially if it's a paid community because you said there's elements of it that are paid but there is a free tier yeah that's a really good question and that's actually something that i've heard a lot of in my market research is that People have been part of communities, but then they've gotten stale or boring and then they cancel. Um, so that's something that I'm working on, but I've had a pretty good success rate of people staying so far. Um, I think it's because I engage the conversation. So, you know, I have a list of questions that I come up with on a daily basis that I'm like, oh, I would love to know other people's um, take on this. And it's not just the generic networking that goes on. It's not like, hi, my name is Imbal. I'm, you know, um, I'd love to offer you all a free month on my platform. It's like, hi, my name is Imbal. Um, I'm the founder of Like-Minded Collective. Last month, I signed on 100 people. And in the next month, I'm really trying to work on my marketing and having a really hard time kind of narrowing down my message on my homepage. And then if somebody says that, I'm like, oh, awesome. Like, let's see some of your homepage designs. Let's like talk through, let's get everybody's opinion. Um, so really making sure that people are engaged, not just on the, on a surface level, but like really deep, like I care about your business. And that's why I think that people stick around because they really get value. Um, I had one. So basically we do like three times a month. It's about 30 to 45 minutes of a mastermind mm -hmm. followed by like an hour, 45 minutes to an hour of networking. And so somebody said like, Oh, this isn't like any other networking event I've been to. It's more like brainstorming. I'm like, yeah, I need to change the name because people think networking and they think surface level, like yeah. sell, sell, sell. This is my product. And I have 10 seconds to talk about it. Whereas brainstorming, like we really dive in. And the conversations we have are so amazing. Um, like I said yesterday, we did mental health. And so the conversations are on mental health and helping people. Um, that's, what, that's what we do. <laughs> so I think people stick around because they really find value. And it's not boring. Every time is different. Yeah. And, and so you're, you're kind of trying to figure out the best way to keep people engaged. And so far, you found it's by, first of all, being genuine. But second of all, by having, you know, this dynamic of, we're not here to just network in that kind of surf, surface level way where we're just, you know, oh, here's my business card, here's your business card, here's my website, all that kind of stuff is actually building connections and relationships between all these people. Yes. And when people talk about, I think just asking more questions, whereas some people are like, oh, okay, uh-huh, yeah, like I'll give you a perfect example. As a podcast host, right? 
this podcast interview has been great. You're so engaging. You're deep, you're diving deep into my answers. And it makes me want to talk more and open up more about what I'm doing. Mm. There's some podcast hosts that have a list of five questions and they go through those five questions and that's it. Mm. That's the difference between a great podcast interview and a subpar podcast interview. And I think that's kind of how I approach the platform as well, where I like to engage. I like to respond to people's answers instead of having just a written out script of how the event is going to go, the brainstorming session is going to go. So diving in, because I think that's when people really open up. I have a woman on my platform who's signed up probably like one of the first ones when I launched beta. And she, when she joins the calls, I get so excited because she wants to learn. She wants to help and, or get help. And I learn from the advice that she's getting. Um, so I love when she's there because she really opens up the conversation and is willing to, um, like get advice. Um, so it helps everybody. So she's almost like your, your test subject type thing. Cause you said she's been there from the beginning and, and hopefully she's there, you know, for many years and months to come. But one thing I wanted to ask you, because you you kind of you kind of touched on it going going through the kind of process of building your company and that is what are the things that have gone wrong and how have you kind of corrected them? So I know you had the developer issue, but let's let's put that one behind us because that one's dealt with. But so say you know like a, a problem or situation you've had with you know the group itself or group dynamics and how have you dealt with that? Yeah, um, so I've had a few issues. Um, I think if I didn't have this developer, I would have had more, but issues come up with any type of business. Um, like today, my internet is not working, you know, so we had to kind of, um, work on that, but for the platform, anytime somebody has an issue and it happens once in a while where they get like an error message or they're not able to get their verification email or they're not getting something. Um, it instantly like gives me anxiety. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, I need to get this fixed. I need to get this fixed. And unfortunately half the time I can't help. I have to wait on my developer. So it's just about really opening up that line of communication with the people that can help you and setting expectations right off the bat. So going back to the developer, when I first talked to him, I said, you know, communication is really important for me. Um, I want to be able to like get an answer from you as soon as possible. I don't expect you to drop everything because he has a full-time job and fix everything, but I would like an ETA as soon as you can. And he was like, totally 100%. I understand that completely. And I understand the urgency, especially once we launch and there's users on there. So he's been incredible. Um, he's helped. And that's, that's been, that's been really nice. Um, another issue, I had the business model set up differently in the beginning where influencers could sign up for free and they can utilize the entire platform. Right. And businesses had to pay, which is kind of standard for influencer marketing platforms. However, I started noticing that businesses were signing up as influencers in order to not have to pay. Mm. So I had to shift. And also going back to my developer, he was like, okay, let's make this happen. Like, tell me what you want. Tell me exactly, you know, the features and the abilities of each person and we'll make it happen. So it's, we had to change a lot. Um, and that was probably in the last 
month and a half. Um, so getting people to kind of take advantage or, you know, utilize something um, for free when they should have paid, that was difficult for me because I'm like, why would they do that? Um, you know, <laughs> as the business owner that I've put so much time and effort and trying to build a company, but you have to remind yourself, you know, it's not personal. Everybody's trying to find a deal. So, and maybe they wanted to see if the platform was good for them. So, um, we kind of switched around the business model. Um, and that was, that was an issue that we overcame, but there's always going to be issues. I mean, I hired a digital marketing agency a year before I launched because I thought I was going to launch a month after I hired them. That was a big issue. <laughs> um, they've helped brainstorm. Um, I don't work with them anymore, but they were helping me brainstorm. They were helping me actually build the community on Instagram. Um, they brainstormed ideas with me. Um, so it was okay. Um, it worked out okay. It was a expensive learning curve. Um, but you just have to shift. My husband brings up a good point. This is for people in general who spend money and they're like, Oh, why did I do that? And like fester on like, you know, the 10, $20,000, sometimes more, sometimes less. My husband said, and he's so right. It's like, just think of it as you're getting your MBA in business. Like you're learning, you're studying, you're getting experience, you know, you learn from your mistakes and it costs you some money, but just think of it as you're getting an education. So I'm like, yeah, I have to think of it like that or else I'll drive myself crazy. And in that kind of idea of, you know, you're, you're spending money in your business, you're investing in yourself and you're kind of getting this, this MBA over the last two to three years where you've been building this business. What do you feel like you've learned from inbound, you know, of three years ago to inbound now? What's the difference? What's, what's up in your head now that you, you didn't know before? Oh my gosh, I'm a completely different person. <laughs> um, it's wild. Just, I mean, everything from how to set up your business, um, when to hire out, when to try to take things on yourself, when to ask for help, when to take time off to yourself. Um, I guess there's no time off, but like I said, I started scheduling um, some self-care and I don't know. I mean, it's, that's such a broad question. Um, I think the biggest thing is now that I can, I I'm capable of having a conversation in the tech space um, and having people ask me questions and me telling them kind of my business strategy. And they're like, Oh wow. Like, it's really cool that you went that way. Like, why did you do this? Or why did you do that? Um, and going, going that way. And I have, I have a lot to, I have a lot of that. I owe a lot of that, sorry, to my developer, because unlike the other ones that I had who were like, Oh, okay, we'll just do this for you. And like, you know, it's going to be like two weeks or three weeks. He's like, okay, let's hop on a zoom. I'm going to show you why I'm doing this. I'm going to show you the benefits. I'm going to show you exactly like what we're going to deploy and like how we're going to do it and the process and the steps. And so he's really educated me on this industry. And I'm so thankful for that. But yeah, just, I know that I need to ask questions when before I was like, Oh, I don't understand it. But it's not something I'm like really good at. So I don't want to ask again. But ask, ask questions, know your business inside and out, because it's so important. So all over the last three years, all the things you've learned, all the things you've done, you've built the candle business, you've built like minded collective. What is it about what you do that brings you the most joy? Honestly, seeing people connect. 
Um, so in interviewing the people for the masterminds, I probably made like five or six really good friends. Um, and I, although I have really amazing girlfriends in my life that I've had for 20 plus years, they're not entrepreneurs. They don't understand um, frustrations that I have. And I don't want to burden them with that. We don't really talk about business. So I needed to surround myself with a new group of friends. And I made that. So I brought people, I brought this group of friends. I was like, Hey, you guys want to do like a virtual hangout? I think you guys are all amazing. And I think you guys could all connect. And now some of them are friends and they're having like zoom hangout sessions and meetings and brainstorming. And that honestly brings me so much joy. Um, just being able to network to people that would never have known each other, but now are such great assets to each other's personal life and business life makes me so happy. Um, and seeing people who are like, Oh my gosh, I didn't even know where to go with my business. Like, thank you so much for kind of helping me and giving me the resources. Like I'm an open book. If somebody has a question, I'll always send them my calendar, like book some time, as much time as you need. Um, so I just love helping people. I love seeing people succeed. And if it is because of a connection that I help them with even better. Anything you want to promote, anything you want the people to know about you, you know, all your Instagrams, all your businesses, how they can get into your collective, all that kind of stuff. This would be the time to tell the people where they can find you online. Sure. So my Instagram is like.minded.collective and everything is kind of linked there. I run my social media and everything. So if you have a question, please reach out on Instagram or email and I'd be happy to connect and help in any way that I can. Um, my platform is likemindedcollective.com and you get 10 days free to check out the platform. If um, anybody's interested and wants to message me, I'll give them a free month to try it out as well. So just let me know that you found me through this platform and uh, that's it. Thank you for listening to People Explained. New episodes come out every Monday. We would appreciate it if you gave us a review on Apple Podcasts and shared this episode with a friend.